You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. This program is proudly brought to you by the Kiama and District Business Chamber. It's a pleasure doing business with you. Our local businesses are the backbone of our local community. Even in this connected world, you might find that exactly what you're looking for is right here already. Start with the shop around the corner. I'm always amazed at how many creative people live in the Kaima LGA. We can't keep up with all the artists and artisans in the area. And the impressive thing is that the majority of them find ways of turning their creativity into a viable business. Kate Malfroy is one of these impressive artisans. Kate runs an upholstery centre, the upholstery workroom, and she runs it from her workshop in Jamboree. I braved the rain to meet with Kate in her workshop to find out more. Hello, Kate. Hello, Gabrielle. How long have you lived in Jamboree? Uh, 30 years this year. You're almost a local. (laughs) I think it'll take a while longer. (laughs) Where do you originally hail from? Uh, North Shore of Sydney. Very nice. Oh, excellent. And and why Jamboree? Oh, the bloke. The bloke (laughs) and the dog and the beautiful place to live. Amazing setting for sure. Uh, What is the upholstery workroom? It's a fairly new business. It follows on from my previous business, which was Wrapped Upholstery, which was an upholstery service business that I've run out of this workshop for the last uh, 10 years. And alongside the upholstery work that I did, there was such a demand for people wanting to learn upholstery. It's a very hard thing to, to learn. Used to be in the old days, you could learn it by going to adult evening classes or even TAFE had various um, hobby type classes that's all finished now insurance and and TAFE having changed as much as it has it's a hard thing to learn so I started offering workshops alongside my in in upholstery alongside my upholstery business and that changed uh, last year when I just got so slammed with work inquiries I couldn't keep up with the admin side of the upholstery business through COVID, everyone was wanting to get their home furniture updated. A lot of inquiries don't turn into jobs because an awful lot of people have no idea of what an upholstery quote might be. So the admin side of it just became so overwhelming that I decided that I'd give up the upholstery business and focus on the workshops. So what got you into the upholstery business to begin with? Who was your first teacher? My mum. I'm now in my early 60s. Mum's long gone now, but she was a woman born in the 1920s and it was a really common thing in years gone by for people to do their own upholstery at home the same way they did other home crafts, sewing, mending, all sorts of things were done at home and not sent out to other businesses. I guess that probably changed when women went started going to work and... Um, were short of time and energy short of time and, and the upholstery industry grew maybe in the mid last century so there were more upholsterers as tradespeople and they were always tradesmen it wasn't a female industry so a lot of my mum's generation did their own good quality upholstery work but it's this, the skills are similar to what we teach now but the methods the tools and the techniques are different now we've got much more modern of course. Um, and equipment which make it easier and more fun. You then went on to have some formal training. Yes, 
Yeah, so she was my first uh, inspiration and I learnt the basics the old style way with her with hammer and tacks and things. Uh, and then after many years of being a business person here in Jamboree and running a, a wholesale nursery with my partner in around about 2010, it was finally possible for me to step away from that business and do what I'd really always wanted to do, which was be a self-employed craftsperson. And textiles is my great love. And I also love mending and fixing furniture. So that combined really is upholstery. Upholstery is as much uh, furniture repair. And you did create unique pieces that were, you know, bespoke at the time. Was that a joy for you in terms of uh, being a a creative person? Yeah, huge. Making, um, and I'm pointing here, pointing at mismatched furniture with multiple fabrics on them. It's not my invention. It's commonly done these days, but it's just there's never been a better time in the history of the world for beautiful textiles because we've still got all the beautiful old woven textiles that there always were, but now there's digital printing as well. So there's just such a boom in variety of prints on fabric and different base cloths. So it's very easy to have fun with fabric and mix mismatching textiles. Those were the first sort of things that I created for myself and I did them while I was learning the trade at TAFE. So I took myself off to the only place you could learn the trade in New South Wales and that's Lidcombe TAFE up in Sydney, which was a, is a trades TAFE. And back then, in 2010, they had a range of courses. TAFE had a fabulous variety of pathways for people to get into various trades. I know, I did a fashion certificate course at TAFE, which was absolutely amazing. And now, I pro- I, if I was 20 again, I probably would not be able to do it. No, I, I, mm. I'm guessing you wouldn't. But um, giving old furniture a second chance, I gather, is also your thing, restoration. Was yeah. that a big part of what you used to do? It's a part of it. It's not the driving force. The driving thing was putting beautiful upholstery on them. But I didn't realise till I started that trade learning how the skeleton of the chair, the frame of the chair, even if it's going to end up with fabulous fabric, quite often old chairs need repair. So you become a woodworker as, as well and it's, it's crazy not to fix the bones of a chair if you're going to be putting expensive new coverings on it. And that's one of the, the things that makes upholstery quoting and upholstery services expensive Mm. and people often react badly to upholstery quotes but really it's going right back to the bones. But like they would to dressmaking quotes Um, I don't think people realize the the labor and you know and time and effort involved. Kiama Community Radio for the community by the community. Is sustainability important to you in terms of using sustainable materials and so forth? Sustainable materials, I I probably shouldn't have said yes to that because it's a hard industry to be sustainable in because a lot of things we use are probably not uh, sustainable. Foam, probably the worst culprit is foam, which is used on most modern upholstery. In the old days, traditional upholstery was done with a base of jute, and copper springs, upholstery springs, and layers and layers of things like horsehair and natural fibres like coir and cotton before the final cut fabric went on. That's traditional upholstery, and that's very, very expensive to do now. Those materials perhaps are more sustainable 
than what we're now using in, in modern upholstery. The foam we use these days is a, I think it's a, a petroleum byproduct. We also end up throwing out a lot of stuff. So the only way that the industry really can be remotely attempt sustainability at all is to be careful about the way things are disposed and to reuse things. But I must admit, it's probably not the most sustainable industry. Mm-hmm. I certainly love the aspect of it, which is rescuing chairs from landfill. And uh, what I learned during my upholstery career is that most modern furniture is not reupholsterable. So when you're buying those things, you're often buying what will become landfill. When you finish with it, it's not usually able to be upcycled. Or you're depressing me. This is terrible. Yeah. Now, an upholsterer told me recently that it's, it's a dying craft. Do you agree with that? Is that why you've set up your, your teaching program? I, I don't think it's dying. Um, it's certainly changing because of that modern furniture. Uh, but not luckily, not all furniture is that way and not all upholstery clients have modern furniture, uh, any older furniture. So generally a wooden frame piece of furniture is generally reupholsterable. So they're often the things that we would call vintage or mid-century modern or antique. All of those things are absolutely meant to be reupholstered. And some of the new furniture is. The problem with the costing of the work though in new stuff is even if we can reupholster the the new furniture, it's often going to be more expensive to reupholster it than it was to buy. So people will quite often not knock back the quote, not go ahead because they say, we'll just buy a new new sofa um, and the old one gets gets trashed. So it is commonly said that upholstery is a drying craft. I don't believe it is because there are lots of people like me and, and it has the trade has done a big shift in recent years a whole lot of women have realised that it's something we can easily do. If you can lift it, you can upholster it. So I don't tend to do big things like big heavy sofas, but um, if it's the chairs, feature chairs, dining chairs, stalls, a whole lot of things are quite easy. So You give are, us hope. Yeah. Tell us about the upholstery workroom. So I've been doing it for a few years, obviously shut down through COVID, but just starting again now. And... Uh, do no. you need prior experience no, to participate? No, no. Yeah, no, it's great to start as a beginner. I've rejigged the workshops recently, so there's one which is the upholstery introduction, and that's absolutely upholstery 101, where you come in and you learn how to pick up a hammer and you learn how to turn on the machines. It's very, very introductory. Uh, all of the workshops, you go home with something that you've made on the day and completed, something Fabulous. useful. And then there are other workshops that are more advanced so you can move on for the introductory to creating something a little bit more advanced and then the one which is most popular the demand has been for people to bring their own furniture it's the hardest one to run as a workshop because in one session if you have four people and that's the maximum number of people I can fit four people all with four different things it's very hard You can't standardise the teaching, of course. It's hard to standardise. So if Mm. you've done the introductory ones first, then that helps me as a teacher in when you bring your own project to one of these workshops, which is called Bring Your Own Project. And um, you can bring along something like a dining room seat or a dining room chair or a stool or an ottoman, generally fairly simple things. And you can bring your own fabric or you can buy from a fabulous range of good quality upholstery fabrics here. 
and uh, yes, you go you go home with your your piece of furniture made over. A very proud person. Usually tickled pink. People. If you're a novice, though, I read about the uh, lampshade workshops. Is that what you would go for? That's no. I'd say it's, I'd say it's probably some people do both. People who are, who love making things and love textiles often do the lampshade workshop when they see some of the gorgeous results you can get from those. They're probably not my main line. The main line's the upholstery, but I love making lampshades and I really, really love making over lampshades. The ability to take a shade that you've got already... That has no personality. It has no personality, (laughs) but it fits a base that you've already got, a floor lamp or a ceiling lamp or a table lamp. Often the fit of it is important if you've already got the lamp. So if you make over the daggy old lamp shade and put something gorgeous on it, you transform your room. It's it's quite magical. You've sold me. I, I think I'll have to actually um, enrol. <laughs> now, where do listeners go to, to enrol or to find out more about the workshops? To find out more, the website is www.upholsteryworkroom.com.au. Right. And are you having a Christmas break? What do we expect in terms of uh, enrolment periods and so forth? So there's there's not much of a Christmas break, only the usual sort of just before Christmas and the, the week or so after Christmas. But um, the website for booking is up and running the whole time. Even if I'm not answering my phone, then it's still running and taking bookings up until about March next year uh, is, is the, the first set of of bookings the first semester or whatever um, and also I'll keep the social media pages up to date so that's Instagram and Facebook you can see some nice pictures of what's going on fantastic thank you for your time and I look forward to another chat soon thank you very much join us next time when we talk some more to the guys who run the shop around the corner You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. This program was proudly brought to you by the Kiama and District Business Chamber. The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kiama Community Radio.